0: Here's the deal, we're all pretty smart. I mean, this is the information age. We finally arrived and now ooze with intelligence. However, it wasn't always like it is today. About 2,000 years ago, a guy named Ptolemy thought that the universe revolved around the Earth. And it wasn't until about 500 years ago that people realized, hey, maybe this Earth isn't flat. Sure, that was the Stone Age, but it's still been a slow process for man. But even the past 100 years has been filled with misguided wisdom. Check it. In 1899, the patent office president was ready to close up shop because, according to him, everything that could be invented had been. Gosh, I can't think of anything that's been invented since then. Let me think. Mm. Anyway. Or how about Wilbur Wright, 1901, saying man would not fly for 50 years. Uh, Wilbur, thanks for the first successful flight only a couple of years after you said that. Oh, here's a favorite of mine. In 1908, Henry Ford's lawyer said, the horse is here to stay. The automobile is only a novelty, a fad. Wow, you got two things wrong in one quote, and undermine your client's work. That's impressive. Well, you know this one. A technical journal said, and I quote, the Titanic is made practically unsinkable, except for the fact that it sank. That last part was me, not the quote. Or how about when Henry M. Warner of Warner Brothers asked a doozy, he said, Who wants to hear actors talk? I'm like, uh, everybody, unless it's a Keanu movie. Or this, the father of radio said in 1967, Men will never reach the moon, regardless of all future scientific advances. This quote became garbage two years later. Or how about the founder of IBM, who once said, There is a world market for maybe five computers. Add about eight zeros, and you hit it right on the head, buddy. Okay, that's enough. Now look, I realize some of these comments were somewhat recent, but here's the cool part. I think the tide has finally turned and we have reached a state of enlightenment because honestly, we're stinking smart. Now, it is okay to say that man has all the answers. I mean, hey, what's that? Wait, I can't, hang on, I can't read this backwards. Let me see. What? This is ridiculous. Hey, who put this here? Hey, Tony, well, go find out. This is crazy, guys, is this a joke? No, of course I'm mad. This is ridiculous. Oh, yeah? Well, we'll just see about that, won't we? Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm out of here, pal. Hey, move. I'm-
1: if you couldn't see the screen and you're just listening this morning, the screen had shown a little title saying, maybe we are not as smart as we think we are. Do you see a man wise in his own eyes? Proverbs twenty-six twelve says, there is more hope for a fool than for him. Today, we start a new series in Proverbs, God's Wisdom for Living. I hope you enjoyed that little video clip this morning. I know I did. I think I heard a few of you maybe even laughing. Maybe it was out loud. Maybe it was in your head. But it's a, it's a thought-provoking thought, isn't it, that we think we know it all? You see, we think we are pretty smart people, don't we? In fact, where we are not smart, we are constantly seeking that wisdom, seeking that knowledge, and trying to better ourselves. This is why there are so many self-help books today. This is why there are so many YouTube sites today. This is why there are so so many magazines and books and classes and seminars and college degrees. People want to be know-it-alls. We desperately want to win at life, and I think that's what it all comes down to. We want to win at life. We want to succeed, and as Christians, We are not excluded. We search for answers all over the globe. We search through Google, Siri, and Alexa devices. We scour the internet for tips and advice. I think about the the books from the 90s, the, the many books for dummies, the internet for dummies, dating for dummies, the Bible for dummies, the gospel for dummies, the book of Proverbs for dummies. We're always looking for help. 101 ways to be better. We desperately seek help from books, magazines, and yes, even TV shows. We look to the news for all the answers and we want to believe everything we see, everything we hear. And we even look to talk shows, the mini talk shows. The problem is this. You see, it's not that these things don't have some good information. It's not that they can't help you. But the problem is that we far too often search everywhere but the Bible, and the Bible is the one true place to look to for wisdom and how to win at life. I've got a newsflash for you. The big idea for today is a newsflash. You see, you do not have all the answers. I don't have all the answers. None of us have all the answers. You do not have all the answers. Knowledge Excuse me, knowledge comes from following God and seeking out the wisdom and instruction that only he gives. Whether we seek wisdom for our jobs, our friendships, our marriages, our families, or our finances, or just to win at life, finding joy in life, we must seek to find wisdom that only he can give. We must seek to find wisdom in him, in him, in him first, in him most importantly. You see, we do not have all the answers. He desperately wants to give us answers, though. He wants to give us knowledge. He wants to give us wisdom. God wants to freely give us the wisdom that we need for daily living, And he expects us to use the intelligence that he so freely gives. Today, we get into Proverbs chapter 1, an introduction to Proverbs, and we talk about the beginning of wisdom, the beginning of wisdom. Where is it found? How do we get it? How do we use it? Let's, Let's see this first application point. Godly wisdom is the best guide for life, and it aids us in building a life of goodness and integrity. We search for wisdom in many different places. We search to always be learning and increasing our knowledge, but we need godly wisdom above all else. Do you want to win at life? Do you want to be wise? Do you want to have life? Do you want to live a life of goodness and integrity? Well, we must seek to find our knowledge from the correct source. We must use the Bible. However, it's not enough to just find the knowledge. We must also apply it to our life. You see, to be wise is to know how to use knowledge rightly. We often want to say or think that our life could be so much better if we had this or if we had that. If we knew this or if we knew that, if we were just smarter in this way, our life would be perfect. If we just knew everything about this subject, about this matter... But think for a moment of all the things you do know or you do have, and yet it does not fix your problems because we mess up all the time. We don't use the knowledge that we have appropriately. We don't use it rightly. You see, we know how to treat our friends. We know a general understanding of how to treat our spouses, our coworkers. We know how to have good relationships, yet we continue to read these books about relationships 101 relationships for dummies the five love languages some of these are great ideas great books there's great seminars out there great college degrees but all this knowledge is no good if we're not going to apply it if we're not going to use it rightly you see we're selfish sinners we're selfish people and we want our way and we want the easy way far too often Just think of how often we fail at things compared to we win at things in relation to circumstances in which we knew better. Think of how often we go through a a hurt or hurdle or struggle, especially with a relationship or relational issues with people, with things, with circumstances. And when we look back, we say, why did I do this? I knew better. Maybe it's parenting Maybe it's schoolwork. You knew better. You should have done that homework. You'd have a better grade in your class if you just would have applied the knowledge you had, if you would have learned from the past and applied it to the present and the future. Maybe it's a work project. Maybe it's dieting. Maybe it's finances. We often know better. We know the knowledge. The knowledge isn't the problem. It's the wisdom. It's how we apply the knowledge. This is the difference that we're talking about today. We're talking about wisdom, the beginning of wisdom. You see, we must follow God's guidelines for life. If you wanna know how to win at life, how to have life, we must seek wisdom in him. So what is wisdom, anyways? What is wisdom? Well, a smart person is not necessarily a wise person. In fact, you could have all of the God's Word, all of the Bible memorized, and still not be wise. Wisdom does not just mean having all the knowledge. Wisdom is three things. Wisdom is, one, having the knowledge. Wisdom is, two, knowing it well enough that you know how to apply it. And three, wisdom is using it. Rightly. Not just using it, but using it rightly. Not just according to your ways, according to your purpose, according to your selfish, sinful desires, but using it according to God's righteous ways. To be wise is to have and apply knowledge rightly. We have some pretty big problems We have problems that no amount of worldly knowledge or tips at how to win at life will fix. In fact, in God's word, we're told that we are not wise. We are often foolish. (laughs) Maybe that makes you kind of cringe a little bit, but I think you can know the truth, that that is true. We are foolish. So many times we are foolish instead of wise in our actions in the eyes of God, in the eyes of our spouses, in the eyes of our children, because we do what we know better not to do. We are even more shown to be foolish when we either despise wisdom or instruction, we laugh in its face, we think we have it all already, or we do not fear the Lord, as we'll read today. You see, knowledge is not enough. We need wisdom, but we need biblical, godly wisdom to live a life rightly. Here's another application point for you. Wisdom should be pursued above all else, but godly wisdom, godly wisdom. Don't go searching the globe for wisdom in all modern religions, all modern cultures, all issues of the day. Some of those might be helpful, but we need to search God's word. We need to find wisdom above all else through God. Wisdom is found in Christ. Wisdom is Christ. We'll talk more about that later. Let's read, though, from Proverbs 1, 1 to 7 as we continue. Proverbs 1, 1 to 7. It's on the board for you to follow along. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing, in righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. Let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance, to understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and the riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Here's point one for you today. This wisdom we read of is kingly wisdom. This wisdom is kingly wisdom, or as one pastor put it, it is royal wisdom. The first thing we see here is that what we are reading is the knowledge and wise teachings of Solomon. King Solomon, son of David Solomon. We get this clarification here as we read the Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. Solomon was a king, and these are his proverbs. Now, this first statement tells us who the author is, and it helps to clarify who the author is, but also tells us what we are reading. We are reading proverbs. A proverb is a short, pissy saying, allusion, or parables, teachings which often have factual and purposed nature. Or, easily put, proverbs are sayings which express timely truth and wisdom, proverbs, sayings which express timely truth and wisdom. You see, most of these short statements, these really deep, profound statements or ideas are found more in chapters 10 to 31, whereas chapters 1 to 9 are more the introduction. That's what we're in today. And in chapter 1, 2, verse 4, we see a purpose laid out of these proverbs. Why is this King Solomon giving these to us? What is the purpose? So let's read again. Let's continue. Verse two through four. To know wisdom and instruction. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. Why is he speaking these? To whom is he speaking these? It actually doesn't say this here, but it's believed to be for his son and future king. And it's believed to be that he actually did not use this wisdom from Solomon and from God. He seeked wisdom through his peers instead, which was bad, largely because there might've been a falling out between his son and Solomon himself, or Solomon did not follow his own wisdom and insulted those who were to follow him. <clears throat> Let's read on. To know wisdom instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing, in righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and instruction, To the youth, I think it's clear that the purpose is to teach wisdom, understanding, and discernment. If we were to summarize some of these statements, and you do see this specifically in these statements the Proverbs of Solomon to know wisdom and instruction, to understand the words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing, in righteousness, justice, and equity to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and instruction, discretion to the youth. Verses three to four help to show us what it means to live with godly character, to be wise and to have lives of goodness. Whereas verses two to four focus more on helping us to understand what is meant by wisdom, to know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing in righteousness justice and equity the kind of we have the what is wisdom a little bit of clarification then we have how to have godly character and to be wise and have lives of goodness lives characterized by wise dealings righteousness justice equity to give prudence to the simple and knowledge of discretion we must have discretion We must be careful to consider our words consider where we find our knowledge consider our wisdom and how we apply it to our lives the fool does not listen the fool does not fear god too often we speak too soon we at one time lived in harmony with god and the world around us but we messed all of this up when we sinned at the beginning of creation that harmony, that vertical relationship, sideway relationship with God where we had a ready relationship with him and a connection to his wisdom, his knowledge was broken. It was torn apart. But Proverbs is all about restoring harmony and restoring this wisdom through Jesus Christ who was to come. Proverbs is all about becoming wise through him, wise through Jesus. You see, a relationship with Jesus as Lord and Savior over your life allows us to find wisdom and to win at life. There's the key. You see, we seek knowledge to win at life in so many ways, but the key is Jesus. Jesus helps us to win at life. You see, first of all, through Jesus, we have life. We have salvation, free and clear, But also through Jesus, we're made right with God, his world around us and his people. We are set apart as a saint. And saints who follow and know Christ and his wisdom are wise compared to an unrepentant sinner who is a fool because they despise God, they despise Christ, they despise wisdom. As we know Christ, we know wisdom And it reconnects us to God, which reconnects us to the wisdom in his wise ways. Number two, number one was this wisdom was kingly wisdom or royal wisdom. But this wisdom is also godly wisdom. And biblical wisdom is a gift from God. You see, King Solomon's wisdom was a gift from God. And he was one of the wisest men to ever walk this earth. Fun fact. Jesus is also referred to as the one greater than Solomon. Jesus was wiser than Solomon. Jesus was wisdom. Jesus is wisdom. And his parables are often referred to as the Proverbs of the New Testament. These here are the Proverbs of Solomon, a son of David, king of Israel, A man who pleaded with God to give him knowledge beyond all others so that he could rule the kingdom and his people well. God, being happy with the motivation of his pleadings, that they weren't just for riches or more belongings or for his own selfish desires, but it was to better lead people, chose to bless Solomon and for him to be one of the wisest men to ever walk the earth. Read or listen as I follow along. Follow along as I read from 1 Kings 4, 30 to 34. So that Solomon's wisdom surpassed the wisdom of all the people of the east and all the wisdom of Egypt. For he was wiser than all other men, wiser than Esau the Esorite, and Haman, Kalkal, and Darda, the sons of Mahal, and his fame was in all the surrounding nations. He, Solomon, also spoke three thousand Proverbs, and his songs were one thousand and five. He spoke of trees, from the cedar that is in Lebanon, to the hyssop that grows out of the wall. He spoke also of beasts and of birds and of reptiles and of fish, and people of all nations came to hear the wisdom of Solomon, and from the from all the kings of the earth who had heard of his wisdom. You see, Solomon was wise wiser than almost all people that have ever walked the earth. And it wasn't in just one subject, it was in many. And we too, like these people, should go seeking the wisdom that is to be found in these Proverbs because they're not just wisdom of a king, they're wisdom of God, the wisdom, knowledge from God. We too should come from afar to listen to these words because this wisdom is for you. This wisdom is for you. That is number three. This wisdom is kingly. This wisdom is godly. This wisdom is humanly. And this wisdom is for you. Let's read this Proverbs 1, verses 5 to 7 now, as we continue on and how we move to see how do we become wise men and women. Verses 5 to 7 says this. Let the wise hear and increase in learning. And the one who understands, obtain guidance. To understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and the riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Number one, how to be wise, men and women. We must hear. We must open our ears, our minds to hear God. We, like Solomon, should be praying to God, the Lord, please bless us with your wisdom. Please bless us with knowledge and help us to apply it rightly. Please help us to understand the words that we read. Please help us to hear your voice in our lives. Verse seven states that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. So to hear God, to hear his word, we must fear God fear God? But God loves us. Why would we fear him? Well, the Old Testament uses the word fear God. The New Testament a lot uses the word love God. But ultimately, they both get at one point. You see, in many ways, yes, we are to fear God. We should fear his wrath and the hell that we deserve so much that we praise him even the more that we have Jesus, his grace, mercy, and salvation. But the way we fear God is how we reverently worship him, how we reverently submit to him and follow him and surrender our lives to God and recognize that you are a sinner in need of a savior. And salvation is free and clear by the grace of God, by Jesus Christ. We follow Christ And we find life we find wisdom through christ jesus we win at life both now and forevermore because through him we find life and we find wisdom forevermore through christ we have a restored relationship with god and therefore we find the wisdom of god restored unto us next how do we become wise men and women of god well first is here Number two is yield. We must yield to the spirit of God as he equips you to grow in knowledge. Don't be selective listeners either. Don't just yield in some ways. We're bad about that. We wanna listen to the things. We wanna yield to the things that sound like they benefit us in earthly, worldly possession type ways to help us look good in the eyes of man but we must yield in all ways. In verse five, it said, the wise man will increase in knowledge. Number three, use it. Use it. Use your newfound knowledge to become biblically wise, godly wise through applying it to your life. And now you're able to guide others to true godly wisdom too. You're able to help others are able to show people the love of God, love in action. God gives us a compass to steer our lives and win in ways that he wishes us to win and live in ways that he wishes us to live. We must use the Bible to find these ways. Use the Bible as your compass to know how to win at life and how to live life, how to find life forevermore, eternal life in him. I've got some compasses here, some little toy compasses. It might not be that great if you're lost in the wilderness, but I wanna give these to some kids after service. I apologize if I don't have enough for everybody, but children, as you get these compasses, I want you to think about this. I want you to think every time you fill this compass in your pocket or around your neck or you see this compass, I want you to remember that God's word, the Bible, is our compass for life. Back to the scripture. We must find knowledge in him to be wise. And remember the big idea for today, that newsflash, you do not have all the answers but god does knowledge comes from following god and seeking out the wisdom and instructions of him and his people you see there are many ways god makes us wise many through his word and through prayer and through godly people in our life and influences but another way which we may not like at the time is through correction and discipline through instruction. And that's what this Proverbs 1 also got at. You see, just as a parent disciplines children, it's not just to punish them. It's not because we enjoy the punishment. Well, God doesn't enjoy punishing us, but he does discipline us. He does instruct us just as a parent instructs so that we might rightly apply the knowledge next time, so we might learn through an experience. So even in the bad circumstances of life, even in our bad choices, we may learn much and become wise through applying the knowledge that God gives us. Before we close, I wanna look to verse seven once again. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. You see, How do we become wise? This here, this verse seven is the main motto, the main goal, the main idea of all the Proverbs. That the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge and fools despise wisdom and instruction. The fool is the one who despises God, who doesn't listen to God, who doesn't follow after Christ. The way you find wisdom is to depend on God more than you depend on yourself. To follow God more than you follow the world, to depend on him. The way to find wisdom, bonus, how to be wise based off verse seven of Proverbs one is this, fear God. Fervently, zealously, completely, reverently trust God, trust in Jesus. Do you have an open ear to his teaching, to his leading, to his guiding? Are you listening? Are you hearing him in your life? Are you learning? Are you reading and studying his word? Are you applying it and being not just smart, but wise in the eyes of the Lord? Verse 7 ends by stating that fools despise his wisdom and instruction. Are you being foolish? Are you despising his wisdom that he gives to you? Are you despising his discipline? his instruction, his guidance in your life? Are you despising the knowledge that he so freely gives us? Are you despising Christ, the man who gives us life and gives us wisdom? You see, the everyday decisions we make in life can help us to see whether we fear God and reverently love and trust him. We can look to our life and see how are we living? Are we living according to our ways, or God's ways? Are we using the biblical knowledge, biblical wisdom that he gives us to act rightly upon his knowledge? Or are we living according to our ways? You see, it's foolish to live according to your ways instead of godly ways. It's foolish to think that your best life is a life without him. It's foolish to think that we do not need him or to need his ways. Contrary to popular belief, We should not be following our heart. We should be following God, and we should be following his ways for righteous living. We should be wise, wise with kingdom living, wise with godly living. Don't be a Disney star. Don't be a Disney princess. Be a God star. Live in his ways, not the Disney ways. Disney characters follow their heart, but we are to follow Christ and be wise in his ways. I look forward to the weeks ahead as we continue to dig into these godly wisdom, these proverbs of life, as we see wisdom for daily living. Let's close in prayer now. Lord, we thank you that we are never alone. We thank you that you're with us and you guide us, you protect us, and you give us ways of living. You give us wisdom for daily living. We thank you for these Proverbs that we're going to study, and we just pray for you to help us to understand, help us to hear, help us to listen and to learn, as verse five tells us. May we come to learn and have understanding. And Lord, may we do all things, and in all things glorify you with our lives. Amen.